Hello, hello, and welcome to the Dear Citrus Diaries podcast. I am Lauren, your host and the human behind the Citrus Diaries community. The Dear Citrus Diaries podcast is an off branch of the Citrus Diaries community that was built over on Instagram and TikTok, as well as the website and so many more fun things to come in that realm. But the Citrus Diaries community is full of people looking to make sustainable changes in their life when it comes to health and wellness and food. And this community is a place to build those connections with people who are going through the same thing and looking for some support along the way. So I am so excited that you are here and that you are joining us. And in this podcast, we'll be talking about just the ins and outs of wellness, what that really looks like in a day-to-day life and being transparent with what the healing process looks like because as we know, healing is not linear and there's always gonna be some bumps along the way. So we are here to discuss the good, the bad, the in-between and just all of that. Through this podcast, you will hear my personal stories and the stories of people that I interview, as well as trend reports with the wellness industry and just kind of breaking down some things that are happening in the world of wellness and food. Thank you so much for tuning in and welcome to the Citrus Diaries community and to the Dear Citrus Diaries podcast. Now let's get on with today's episode. Okay. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. And I'm so excited we could finally find time to record. I would love for you just to tell everybody a little bit about you, where you are, and your journey with life. Sure. Well, first off, I want to say thank you for having me. I am so happy that it finally worked out. My name is Mish, and I am currently in Florence, Italy at the moment. I am working for a travel company here, and I've been here since the start of the new year, which is wild to say. It doesn't it doesn't feel like that long yet. It feels just so natural and normal as if I've been here forever. So it's, it's crazy, but all is, all is good. Um, I am right now seated at this beautiful outdoor library and I'm like overlooking the Duomo and it's just one of the spots that I hit up whenever I need to do work. Yeah. It's, it's pretty surreal. Very surreal. That's crazy. So I think last time I saw you in person was on Long Island and then like you were leaving for Hawaii, I think a week Mm -hmm. or so later. So what were you doing there? Like, how did you go from Hawaii to Florence? Like what happened there? So when I was on Long Island, I think that was like the middle time before I went back to Hawaii. But um, yeah, it was like that, like brief period of me like going home selling some things kissing my family and then like going and running back yes um but I had graduated we both graduated from FIT and I was working at a sustainable startup which was wonderful for what it was and it taught me so much about you know the industry and the world and and myself ultimately um and I realized that I just it, it wasn't for me not the time not the place not the energy I wanted to be surrounding myself with. So I decided to do a work away in Hawaii on the big island. And I was living there for four months around. And I ended up island hopping. I went over to Maui and something something there spoke to me. I, I still to this day don't know necessarily what it was, whether it was the people or the place itself or just like the freedom that I felt in my own skin, but um, 
I had gone home. I had packed a new bag and I got a job at at, um, a nature center in Iao Valley, which is on Maui and close to um, Wailuku, which was where I stayed. And I was working with kids, teaching them how to paint, taking hikes in the valley, swimming in the river. Like I, it, it was a dream. It was an absolute dream. And I just from that point on decided that I want to be doing something with my time that is bigger than me and that is that is more than me and helping others, whether that's kids, whether that's the environment, whether that's people my own age. Um, it really was like a transformative time in my life that I knew I wanted to be doing something more and that I, I just felt this calling to do it. So I'd gotten home from Hawaii and I didn't know what I wanted to do, where I wanted to go. I knew that I wanted to follow my heart, but I couldn't really listen to what it was saying. I couldn't hear her. And I had this beautiful conversation with my younger cousin who just studied abroad in Florence. And he told me about the company that I'm working for now, Bus to Alps. And he was like, I met some really incredible people there. And I think that you would do so well just interacting with the students that are studying abroad and giving them a different perspective of life abroad and this time that they're here and that they're studying. Like one of the biggest things for me is instilling the importance of being an American and being appreciative of where where they are and the opportunities that they have because we are so privileged to be able to travel and for them to be able to study here for months like that's insane and um, oftentimes there are people that I come across that take it for granted that don't necessarily um, push themselves to learn the language and so that's kind of been something that I've really been honing in on and focusing my time and my energy and just trying to, you know, spread some <laughs> some insight and some positive energy to the people that I get to interact with and spend my time with here. So That's it's been really cool. It's been really rewarding. Yeah. That's really awesome. Do you think you'll be in Florence for a long time or do you think you're going to go somewhere else next? Legally, I don't know if I'll be able to stay in Florence because I do not have a visa. However, I am looking into Dublin and Mm. London because they're out of the Schengen um, area. So legally, I would be able to stay there for another 90 days and then in that time kind of figure out my next move. I I really want to go to Barcelona. I really want to go to Madrid and see more of Spain. So... I'm not. I'm not sure if um, I'll stay in Florence for super long, but Europe, a hundred percent, has my heart right now. That's really cool. Can yeah. you, with your job, can you work in different like cities throughout Europe? Yeah. So this job is remote. Mostly, it is. Um, our headquarters are in Switzerland, in uh, the Alps, and here we have two offices. Um, however, there are many employees who are remote and so someone's in Paris someone else is in um, South Africa it's it's really cool amazing yeah it's so so cool that's really cool how have you like learned 
more about yourself like as you've been traveling i feel like i've just seen you grow so much through social media and like just seeing your journey and all that and i would love to hear it like in your own words about like how all this has changed you as a person well thank you because i i've felt it myself and it's just it's always reassuring to hear hear it so i i appreciate you saying that um but i was actually just having this conversation over coffee with my friend today because we were talking about my time in Hawaii and I thought that that kind of like broke me anew and gave me this fresh perspective and allowed me to really like see myself in a different light. And then I got to Florence and not to, not to get heavy or dark or anything like that because no. it's all, it's all good. It's all relative. It's all beautiful. But um, I got my wallet stolen in the first oh week that I gosh. was here. Um, and then two weeks ago I got my phone and my wallet stolen yeah um i my roommate who i'm like is a soulmate of mine that i literally met a couple months ago but we've just unbelievably kicked clicked in so many so many ways she had um like a health scare so we had to maneuver the um the healthcare system and the hospitals here like it's just the depth of like friendship and vulnerability that I've been able to not only meet myself, but meet other people in. It's just, it's nothing that I was ever prepared for or that I would have ever in a million years thought would have happened when I came here. But I would say that my time in Hawaii really allowed me to see myself in a different light and to honor and respect my solitude so much more because I was living and working at a hostel on Maui. And so my entire life was basically like, um, like a college dorm in a sense, like I had roommates and I was consistently with other people, with guests and my friends. And so carving out that alone time to cry in the forest after a hike or you know go and surf and just be by myself for a couple of hours it it made me value my solitude so so much where as before I would always like at home I would always want to be with people and I would always want to see friends and like enjoy family time of course but then having it be so accessible in Hawaii, I really learned just how important it is to sit alone with your thoughts and to like decompress on a different level than just like taking an hour for yourself or something like that. Like to really, really like carve out that time and make it super intentional was, um, it, it got me, it got me through those heavier times for certain and coming here I had lost that a little bit because you know with the transition and everything happening just it was go 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 and so when I was finally able to take that step back and reprioritize my time I I just oh my gosh I my favorite thing here to do is to walk on the river and listen to whether it's a happy podcast or sad music or anything um just like 
have that alone time to romanticize the shit out of myself and smile at strangers and buy flowers for myself and just walk around with flowers or eat a gelato and sit on the river. Like it's just, it's become such an important aspect to date myself first. It's been so beautiful. That's such a beautiful way to put it because I've been trying to figure out the same thing in my own life, like this concept of dating yourself, because I mean, I live by myself. I'm pretty much by myself 24 seven, you know, Mm -hmm. and I work remotely, like, you know, all the things, but I love being around people. And like, it's weird because even though I'm by myself all the time, it's not like I'm intentionally doing things to like decompress and take care of myself. Like most of the time it's like, oh, you have this like connection like with social media and like with work and like all of that. And you don't actually feel like you're alone and able to decompress. So I've really been trying to take that time outside of like work and responsibilities to decompress, but then also make time for, you know, seeing people in my real life. And it's such a weird dynamic to try to figure out. Yeah, entirely, entirely. And like, you don't realize until you're in it and and until you're making it, making a point of doing something for you. Like I, I have journaling, I have walking, but like, what are some things that like you found that you really enjoy? I just like need to do something creative. Like my outlet has been like drawing and painting and like just do I know doing anything creative that it's like I don't really have like the ability to like also be looking at my phone or like watching something and like I don't need to answer to anybody while Mm -hmm. I'm doing it so that's been like a really big part of my routine and just like I love going on walks like obviously I have my dog so I take her on walks and listen to podcasts and hopefully like pick up coffee along the way and like just try to do small things that like maybe aren't that big of a deal, but like really nourish my soul and make me feel better. I love that. Yeah. It's all about nourishing ourselves. Not only is it like the food that you eat, but the media that you intake, the time that you spend, like it's, you don't realize how important it is until you don't do it. And then you're like completely off wire and you're like, what, why, why Why am I feeling like this? I, yeah, I realize that especially with like being on social media or consuming any type of media before bed that's been like a big thing I've realized recently and like not that I think I was ever like super addicted to social media but I think in the past month especially with you know now working for myself full-time and having to put a lot more energy into social media for marketing purposes and I would just be on my phone what felt like constantly and then Mm -hmm. I was having like crazy dreams like all this like weird shit was happening and like I was just in a bad mood all the time and I was like okay I need to like hide all social media apps on my phone like I need to limit my time to like Mm -hmm. an hour or two for like work purposes every day and like that's it because you don't realize like how much like of an energy sucker like social media is and like how much like the shit you see on social media replicates itself in your life because you like have it in the back of your mind. Oh my God. Absolutely. It's crazy, crazy going on my phone before bed because most times I'll dream about what I'm looking at. And like, you don't know what's going to come up on your Instagram feed or what's going to come up on like 
your YouTube like suggested videos. Like I go down rabbit holes and then sometimes I'm like looking at like a friend from like elementary school's Instagram and then like she'll be in my dream and I'm like I haven't thought about her in years. Like right. what? And it just makes you realize like how strong your subconscious mind is and how yes. strong that force of gravity, force of gravity, literally, (laughs) but force of social media is in our lives. It is. It's crazy. And like, even outside of social media, I've just realized like how sacred my time is like before bed. Like I used to be the type of person that like, I didn't have any type of nighttime routine. Like I kind of just like rushed through my day and then it was like, oh, I have to go to bed, like time to like brush my teeth and stuff like that. But I've really tried to make a point of like having a nighttime routine because I was just realized like I needed to be able to decompress fully before I went to sleep or like I wasn't sleeping and like I had back pain. And I remember I went to acupuncture and the guy was like, so like, how have you been sleeping? I was like, horrible. And he was like, yeah, you need to like do something at night because your body is just like whirring around with like all of this energy. And then you're like trying to immediately shut it off. And he's like, it's obviously not going to work out in your favor. And so, yeah, very interesting. I've, like, tried to figure out my routine, but I'm curious, like, do you have a nighttime routine that, like, you really go by or, like, at least some things that you try to do before bed? So I – it fluctuates. Um, Of course, when I, like, go out, I'll, like, get back in, like, the early morning and then I'll, like, try to do some of the things that I love to do. But most day-to-day – my routine consists of like washing my face, doing oil and gua sha. Like I love taking the time to do that when I have the energy to do it. But then sometimes I don't. And I'm like, that's also okay. Like I can miss it right. tonight and I don't have to get upset with myself about it. Um, I agree. I really, really enjoy like spraying lavender. I have this like lavender essential oil spray that I'll put on my pillow before I go to bed. It's just like right next to my bed. And so that um, like kind of just like sets me in the mood and it like kind of just triggers something inside of me that it's like, okay, now we're taking time and we're going to bed and we're relaxing. And I have this um, like beautiful night slip that I thrifted. And so sometimes if I'm feeling like bougie or if if I feel like I need that extra love for myself I'll like get into that um what else and of course I I always 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 recommend tea to all of my friends because like finding a good tea that you really like and making it like a ritualistic practice like steeping it boiling the water like smelling it it's just it's all like really important to engage your senses and and kind of like alert them and let them know that like it's time to slow down it's time to relax I do my best to not use my phone um before bed and honestly I've been getting I've been getting better at it because I've been intentional with it and I've been really like forcing myself to um and lastly I will always play a nighttime meditation and that's like how I go to bed that's yep that's a big part of mine I got about a year ago I think I got really into like bedtime meditations and like that has like changed the game because I have always like had like an easy time falling asleep but I feel like 
I don't have an easy time, like actually going to sleep with a clear mind, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah I'll just knock it. out because I'm exhausted, but like, I haven't actually like taken the time to like decompress and nighttime meditations are like my favorite thing. There's this one that I have listened to like multiple times and like whenever my, um, boyfriend's like over like I never end up playing it because he like finds it creepy but I (laughs) I love it and (laughs) he like talks about you know feeling like your body is like sinking into the earth and that like mother nature is like there to like protect you and support you while you're sleeping and like it's just such a beautiful way to fall asleep and I don't even know if I've heard it all the way through because I knock out within probably like three minutes but it's it's so wonderful I love that. I love that. What you said just before, like, I haven't, I'm usually a morning journaler. Like, I love, love um, journaling, like, during the day or as soon as I wake up and, like, after I read my, like, daily meditation devotional. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes if I'm, like, trying to go to sleep and I feel myself just, like, anxious about something or like my mind just like keeps going to a certain topic I like I have to open up my journal and just write out everything that is on my mind everything that I'm thinking and like mulling over yes and then only then am I able to like actually like get into the meditation and like really feel my eyes getting more tired and like that's when I can go to sleep I know exactly what you mean because I've started doing like gratitude journaling because I've never been the type where I feel like I can actually journal, but I feel like this is like a good transition maybe into that eventually, but I've been doing like gratitude journaling. So I've just been making like these massive lists every night or every morning, whichever of like everything that I'm thankful for. Cause I feel like I just, especially like I'm on my computer all day, then I'm on my phone, like, you know, always around people or like, even like I was saying, like, maybe I'm not physically around people, but like you have that connection, that tether, like through the internet. And I've just realized like, I'll get so caught up in like the negatives that happen every day. Like I'm very much like have been in the before have been in the mindset of like, oh, I could be having this great day, but like one negative thing that happens will completely like shift spiral it you out. Yep. and spiral me out. And then like, I can't, it's like blinders. I can't then see like, oh, 90% of your day was so positive and so good. And then you had this like one, you know, sliver that was bad. So I've been doing gratitude journaling, which is, has really helped me at night, like just decompress and like get all of that like out of my head like it's in a book like I close a book and I'm like okay it's done like it's held in there it's not held in my brain anymore and then I can go to bed so I understand the need to journal I love that yeah I think also like um there's this one practice that I've found that like when I don't really feel like journaling um I'll do like uh energy givers and energy I the verbiage changes because I don't want to necessarily say like um I'll use vampire sometimes or like more of less of yes and so just like putting it into two different categories like maybe like putting it into like um like a Venn diagram kind of thing or like just getting creative with it and like having fun with it and just like again getting out those thoughts you don't have to necessarily feel like the structure of journaling but rather like just whatever comes to your mind, however you want to feel creative and, and I draw love that. or whatever. I need to try that because that's 
That's such a good way to look at it. And I love a, a different creative form of journaling always. So that's yeah, really good. Me too. I love that. Well, I feel like a lot of themes of things that you talk about in your you know, work on social media and with your podcast, which we'll have to get into, but with all of that, you talk a lot about this idea of like divine feminine. Mm-hmm. And I remember like that was a lot of what like drew me to your content, to your podcast and all of that. And I would just love to hear like what that term means to you, like how it has shown itself in your life and, you know, just kind of how you tap into that. Yeah. Well, I, I will say, um, it's been a journey. Absolutely. And it's fun because the more you put your attention to something, the more information gravitates towards you. And so when I was, when I first went to Hawaii, when I was on the big island, um, I was spending a lot of time with other women because like on the farm that I lived on, it was primarily, it was all girls. Um, So we all like created this like little family of just like hyping each other up and really like admiring each other in such a different way than I had before, especially because we're like in our bathing suits all the time. And some days we have our period and we're bloated and um other days we're just having shitty self-image issues and so like being able to like be open about that so vulnerably and talk about it all the time like I've made some connections there that will surely last last a lifetime and I'm really grateful for the knowledge that they've bestowed on me but it's just like finding and talking to people to women specifically about you know the daily struggles that we have as women um and hearing their take on it and then when you open up to the right people and you are vulnerable it gives them that space that safe space to then be vulnerable themselves and when I had gone to when I was living on Maui I was really really involved in the yoga center that was down the street from the hostel and I met the most amazing amazing women there and um one the owner of the studio her name is Lorena and she is um a little older than me and she's Colombian as well so we connected deeply on that and I was going through some boy issues while I was there and I would like cry to her about it and she would just remind me of the fucking incredible feminine power that we hold in ourselves and that we are and she was that reminder for me when I was there absolutely and the classes that she had um, they offered this one class called Shakti Rise and my friend Alex was the instructor there and she so this class is all about Shakti energy which is the divine feminine energy that we as females all have in our body and it is about awakening that it's about cultivating it and letting yourself express that energy without looking at the girl next to you who's dancing crazy and and feeling the energy and the music in her body and just like sweating and getting like sexual and sensual and just like really really like grounding yourself in your sensual presence and I will say that 
time that I was there and that class specifically allowed me to tap into a power in myself that I had never experienced before. And that's so beautiful. I, I recommend it over and over and over to anybody that I get to talk to because it was such a transformative time for me in my life. And so it doesn't necessarily have to be a Shakti class. It could be literally, it could be absolutely any type of like um, women empowerment class. But if, if it's something that feels that like you're called to in some way, shape or form, it moved mountains for me in my life. So I recommend to anybody to seek out the other women in your community and even if that's on your online community like we do zoom classes all the time so it's so accessible and it's it's so alive and it it allows you to feel so alive which that's amazing yeah i need to find one of these so classes amazing. now that oh I've my. really been trying to get back into my like yoga practices because i did it a lot like in new york and you know like last year and stuff like that and then i got so out of it and I went to a class like a couple weeks ago and it was just like, you just feel so much better afterwards, so much lighter, so much more in touch with yourself and just in touch with the earth as well. Like, I think that was something that, I mean, through winter is so hard, like to feel in touch with the earth because it's cold, like you can't really spend time outside. And that class just like, it was just so warm in there and so nice. And yeah, so I, I understand I need to find that specific type of class because I just... I feel like my soul really needs that. Yeah, I I will give you the recommendation. Yes. I will set you up, no problem. But it, it's just, it's so beautiful because I knew I needed it, but I didn't know exactly what I needed. And so like the first step was joining the yoga studio and they had their own class. Um, there were like two different like female empowerment classes there, but there was one called Goddess Glow. And it was the same sort of idea, like dancing to Spanish music, dancing to like beautiful, beautiful songs with like a beat and moving your hips and just like the energy that is moved through your body after after something so intense like that. Like when you're in Shavasana so many times, <laughs> so many times, honestly, so many times, <laughs> I just end up like tearing up and like crying because it's just such a cathartic release of energy that I did not know was like stuck in my body and in my mind. And so like having that opportunity to just be you, literally just be all of you and not be ashamed of it, not be embarrassed by it. Like owning that is a, is a blessing. And it's the communities are out there, like the women, who want to help you feel your best are out there. And so it's it's just about like opening up yourself to it and calling it in because you even just saying that like you need that type of class, mm -hmm. like you're you're already halfway there. That's very true. How have you seen like that reflect itself in your life? Like what are the like not want to say improvements, but like just how has it like kind of manifested itself into like just how you are as a person? I would say that it has made me honor myself so much more and so much more intimately than I did before. 
um, and respect myself so much more. And although, like, being in Florence, I've um, met a few guys who have come into my life and um, have kind of shaken things up a little bit for me. Um, One in particular definitely, like, kind of threw me for a loop and made me question my sense of self-worth and my morals and my values. And although it was difficult while I was going through it and experiencing these emotions, and I will say I don't take any of it back for the world and I don't regret anything because although I did um, vulnerably and speaking honestly, I did dishonor myself in some ways that you know, you're just blinded by the Italian love and the motos, like, it just, it happens. But I, I will say I'm so, so eternally grateful for those moments where I, I did kind of lose sight of myself a bit, because when I needed it the most, like, my, my girl, my roommate, my best friend now, Molly, she, she was right there for me. And she reminded me of that worth and that value that I hold myself. And I think it's important to have people and to surround yourself with those that can remind you, but it's also like, sometimes you just, you just need to go through it. You just need to lose yourself a little bit in order to find yourself. And that is so true. It's it's all for character development. It is all for your personal growth. And so I will say it's it's ebbs and flows and it's a journey and finding those things that make you feel that sense of love not for an external source but for yourself and that reminds you of the bad bitch you are like that's that's what you need well that was the question yes yes I I couldn't even I couldn't agree more like especially with what you're saying about you know sometimes you really need to hit rock bottom in one way or another to come back to yourself like that is just so true like I think back to like different points in my life of you know where I have you know metaphorically or literally hit rock bottom and the positives that have come from it are just so like just incredible like and life-changing like I think about you know especially like talking about relationships and self-love and all of that like last time I saw you in person I was still dating my ex and like things were just so like rocky and you don't even realize like I think sometimes you don't even realize how bad it is until you get out of it and that was something that, you know, I finally like came to the light with it, I guess, and realized like, oh my gosh, like, what am I doing? This is so bad. And it was because I hadn't told like anyone in my life, all the details of what was going on. And like, not that it was anything, you know, crazy, but I mean, I wasn't happy and I wasn't sharing that with anybody. So I wasn't getting that feedback of like, what the heck are you doing? Like, you know, and so I just, I think I realized after all that, the importance of actually sharing with people like what's going on, like the good, the bad, like all of it, because, you know, somebody is going to steer you in the right direction if you can't see it yourself. And when I look at myself now and the relationship I'm in now, like it's just so much happier and I have so much more like individuality, like in this relationship. And I feel like 
I had always viewed relationships of like, not that you lose yourself in it, but like you give up a lot of yourself in a relationship for the other person. And I realized like after I broke up with my ex and like that time in between before I got into this relationship and now like in this relationship, just how like that's so not true. Like you can still be yourself 120% and like you can still be with somebody who is being there 120%. And, you know, neither of you need to give anything up. That That is so beautiful. And it's so true. It is so, so true. And I've found that in different situationships that yes. I've been in. But it's just, it's the truth. Like, at the end of the day, you want to and you, uh, I don't know if I want to say supposed to be, because, like, what's supposed to? But you want to seek out a relationship that is not only benefiting you just as much as it's benefiting them but you're able to grow together like it's it's not supposed to be you just babying somebody else and helping them deal with their shit and putting yours on the back burner because who is that ultimately helping like it's it's not you're sacrificing yourself in that way and so I I applaud you for that because it's not I mean it's not easy. It is oh, very hard all. to come to that realization. It is and I think especially because a lot of times women are like made to look like the villain in relationships when they are like, you know, they're 120% like they are the super independent person like it's looked at as a bad thing. So I think like a big part of this is overcoming that social stereotype and like just like that you know idea of like oh you need to be I guess submissive is like the the key word but like to have that hanging over you of like this is how you're supposed to be in a relationship and trying to break past that and move past that is so much harder and I don't think it's like fully discussed enough absolutely not and I think that like now I will say that it's being talked about more often at least Definitely. in the media that I'm consuming like that is what I'm really putting a lot of emphasis and value on and that was honestly like one of the key points that um, I learned in this last experience with this guy here like I was lessening myself and and dimming my light in order to I don't know, make him more comfortable or not be too much. Yep. Yep. And when I was talking to Molly about it, she was like, the right person will never, ever make you feel as though you're too much and that you need to be, you need to lessen yourself in any way, shape or form because they'll see it and that will drive them to be their best self. And her saying that, it was like a light went off in my head. And I was like, damn, you're absolutely right. 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 And it's it's crazy because it's one of those things like I think we always know in the back of our mind, but mm-hmm. we don't realize like how much we're dishonoring it sometimes until somebody else snaps you back into it. And that just like goes to show the importance of, you know, female relationships and having women in your life and just people that are having those similar experiences that I feel like, you know, men obviously can't fully relate to. 
Yeah. And I mean, it's not like they're not wrong for it's not wrong for us to even acknowledge that because they're divine in their own self. And I think that honestly, like you saying that just I, I wouldn't be the woman that I am today if it was not and is not for the women that are in my life. And that goes for my mother and my sister and my grandmothers and aunts, but also the friends that I'm making and the people as an adult that I am choosing to consciously keep in my circle and keep in contact with and check up on every now and again. Like, And even in addition to that, like the women that I'm following on social media as well, like we we spend so much time consuming that like right. you need to be conscious and cautious of whose stuff you're reading and what they're saying because it could be detrimental to to your own divinity and to how you view and, and see yourself. So I would say that I I wouldn't be where I am right now if it wasn't for all of the women, including yourself, who are paving way and who are reminding me of how great we are and how much we respect. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like, especially like all the content that I consume on social media and just all the people I follow. Like I said, your content has made such an impact on me and your podcasts and just everything that you do. And I think like, I have realized that with so many people in my life of like, I just want to surround myself with people who are as like excited about life as I am. Like, I think that is, you know, I've moved in and out of a lot of friendships, especially in the past year, but you know, especially I think since the beginning of college and now what we're two, three years past that. And I think like in this time period, I've lost a lot of friends. I've gained a lot of friends, like people have moved in and out of my life. And I always am so hard on myself of when somebody doesn't stay in my life because I'm like, okay, like what could I have done? And like, obviously it's always good to reflect on those things, but I think I've realized the importance of not dwelling on it because, you know, people, you know, not everybody's meant to be in your life from birth to death. Like, and even for, you know, long periods of time, whenever you meet them, like I've realized some people are only meant to be in my life for maybe three months. And maybe we're only meant to be friends for a very short period of time, but I can look back on all those relationships and realize like, yeah, it really sucked when it ended, but I have like these beautiful lessons and beautiful experiences that I wouldn't have had if I never met that person. So I think this idea of like the women that you have in your life, the content you consume from these women, whether it's in person or through social media is so important. And for whether how long that lasts, you know, doesn't really matter because it's the lessons you get out of all of it. And I think that's like the beauty of our experience on earth. Amen, sister. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know exactly what the quote was, but um, I was having this similar conversation and um, the person told me they're like, there's a reason for every season. And that goes for the environment that you're in. That goes for the player and the the players, the people (laughs) that are in that season. And it's my favorite thing to say, like through this whole time that I've been in Florence, I'm like, it's all relative. It is 
all relative. If you choose to let it bring you down and hold you down, then you're only hurting yourself in that way. And so if you're able to change the perspective and to value it for a growing opportunity, a learning opportunity, that's what it is. And it's making you better. And you have that choice to see it as that and to give yourself that grace too, you know, like that's, I couldn't agree more. It really is like everything is so relative and that's what I've been reminding myself over the past couple months and years, especially it's, it's a comforting thing to look back upon and be like, Mm -hmm. okay, like not everything. I don't need to put as much weight on everything because it's all relative to everything else and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I would love if you could share a little bit just about your podcast, where people can find you, how they can just hear more about all your beautiful thoughts and things like that. Surely. Well, I have a podcast. It is called And So It Is. And I created it as a way for me just to be able to share and wring out the emotional dirty laundry and talk about things that we all go through as humans, girls, guys, lads alike, all of it. And so I am on Instagram as well, where I kind of have the visual representation of the podcast. And I talk about life and what the common thread that connects us all um, with other creatives, with myself. <laughs> and it's just, it's a safe space to to show up vulnerably and to hopefully gain some insight and help help you feel not so alone. So it you can find me at And So It Is, the podcast on Instagram. Or yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. <laughs> that's so beautiful. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I, I'm so glad we finally found the time to record and things aligned. And it's just such a beautiful conversation. And you're just such a beautiful human. Lauren, mm, I feel the exact same. Thank you. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Dear Citrus Diaries podcast. If you want to connect with me and connect with the community, you can follow along on Instagram at Citrus Diaries with three S's and on TikTok at Citrus Diaries. Also, be sure to check out my website, which is citrusdiaries.com. You can find so many resources and things when it comes to wellness and food. I have tons of recipes on there and my own personal wellness diary, which you can look at for a little more inside scoop on everything that's going on. Also, make sure to join our club on Geneva, Well by CD, to, you know, just join a big group chat of wellness lovers. And if you have any questions, always email me at hello at citrusdiaries.com or DM me on Instagram. And if you think one of your friends would enjoy this convo, please make sure to send it to them and leave a rating wherever you listen to your podcast. Thank you so much for listening and I will catch you on the next episode.